Okay, everybody, this is the day we've all been dreaming of. It's been 77 episodes that we've been trying to get Sean Friday on the Cause I Have To podcast. 77? (laughs) (laughs) And the day has finally come. Uh, Sean Friday, who (laughs) is infamously Jason Friday's brother. He's also in the band Dead Sarah. He also has a side project. Woo-hoo. Bitch camp. Eee. Um, what else? Anything else you want to add, Jason, what for our intro do? here? He <laughs> he used to be a, a spot on bartender. That's right. He was. That I taught him how to make a delicious old fashioned the That's right, right way. I like how I was the bartender and you came in and taught me how to make. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As Jason Friday would. <laughs> That's right. So we uh, are going to be chatting with Sean Friday coming up. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. Okay, guys, we did it. We We did. We got your brother on the podcast. 77? Yeah, it took 77 episodes to make this thing happen. (laughs) How many how many episodes are there? This is 77. Okay. <laughs> Did you even know we have a podcast? <laughs> First time hearing of it. Oh man. I know. He's like, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> so anyway, Sean, uh this yeah. is Jason. Hi, Jason. Uh, hey. You guys met, hey. I believe when you were coming out of the birthing canal. <laughs> Jason actually witnessed <laughs> Sean's birth. Is that not correct, Jason? I sure did. Wow. Do you, yeah, have mem- do you have memory of that? A hundred percent, dude. That freaks me <laughs> out. <laughs> that is isn't, so cool. Isn't that crazy? I know, man. It's weird how how vivid it is, too. I like, know. It's- I, ha- I haven't had any memory of that type of stuff ever or like yeah ever and i i did i feel like i something happened and i went back to that um moment huh that's wow. trippy it was really weird it was probably a few years ago and i remember feel like seeing and feeling like what the fuck and remembering <laughs> i guess going back yeah. to that moment yeah yeah that's well, how awesome. how old were you jason like 3 or something 3 and a half yeah. Your mom had a home birth. My mommy had a home birth. Yep. We were living in uh Silver Lake on Lake View. That's right. And yeah, it was we lived on like this third floor apartment, but it felt like it was the freaking penthouse. Yeah. It was so badass. It had this insanely huge window that overlooked uh I guess the valley really. And it was dangerous though because <laughs> the wall was only about like a foot tall and this window was enormous so if you happen to lean on the window you would probably break it and fall out and die (laughs) but it was so cool and yeah we had like a little two two set 
staircase in that place. I don't know. It was wild. Yeah. Was it yeah. one of those pool home births or just? No, bed? it was just on the floor. Yeah. Wow. Was it on the floor? Yeah. Not on the waterbed? No. Wow. <laughs> That'd be a your lot mom, of fun. Your mom was so progressive Whoa. back then. Yeah, she was. She was hardcore. She didn't get any drugs or anything. I mean, wow. Seriously, Mama Friday. That thug explains life. a lot. She is Dude, a thug. She, she is a thug. She is a. She's a warrior thug. She is. I've never seen anybody so just ugh, beautiful and intense inside and out. Just she's so strong. Shout out to she's Cassie Friday. Shout That's out right. to Cassie, sassy Cassie. Sassy. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, I don't think I can show your mom this video. It's difficult watching you smoke cigarettes, Sean. <laughs> Say that on the podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? You know what's weird? I don't ever. Me. I don't. You know, see all the any... family's gonna listen. To this. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're all gonna send you texts and say stop smoking. Stop oh smoking. my Here's god! A Here's a song I wrote for everybody: smoking, drinking, snorting, <laughs> shooting, gluten. <laughs> um, you know, oh, you know what? I we haven't even mentioned to the dear listener, Sean and I yeah. created the "Cause I Have to" theme. That's right, we did. I re- it's such a cool little vibe. I really like it. It's such a nice little warm up for a podcast. It's like what you want to hear. That's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play a little of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, here Whoa. comes that part with the oh, hold on. Sh- uh, oh. Hey! (laughs) And that song is going is featured in the uh, Jamie Andrews movie Division, and it's at a pivotal part at the end. So cool! And some of your music uh, from Bitch Camp in that movie. I I know, so cool. It was it was really cool to see that little like trailer, and then how it goes into the song i was like whoa that's pretty cool yeah damn hell yeah and bitch camp bitch camp thank you very much was just world premiered on 88 Mm. 5 fm in los angeles thanks to yours truly yeah thanks to you by the way i'm pushing i'm pushing to get more spins dude i mean hey amen sister i want to play that's the song if you look up on your streaming services look up bitch camp and the song i've been but we're going to play the song in full at the end cool so let's just get into your deepest darkest passions um sean that's why we have you on here yeah i don't know if you realize we have a podcast (laughs) and it's called because i have to living your dream is the only option and we have people on who are living their dream, and and it appears that you are as well. Mm. Hmm. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's so funny. I guess I do. I also sp- I feel like I spend too much time of of what of what I don't have instead of like hearing you say it out loud. Like you're living your dream, and I'm like, wow. Maybe, maybe I maybe I am. <laughs> I mean, like I I love music and i obviously we play i play music you guys play music and we tour and we're about to go to europe so that's like a dream come true for sure yeah big time um yes dead sarah are you guys is the whole tour are you opening for um eagles of death metal yeah we have two headlining shows in london 
in London, yeah. Yeah, I follow them. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and weren't you hanging? I mean, is it secret? Weren't you hanging with the members of? No, we did. We met him last night to just break the ice. Our manager was like, hey, come. We have the same manager. So man, yeah. uh, Mark, one of our managers, manages Jesse Hughes of Eagles of Death Metal. And they were rehearsing at their spot in Burbank. And they he wanted us to come out and just break the ice and just get to meet all of them. And we did. And they're so nice. Jesse's so cool. Honestly, he was so cool. He's such a character. He's, uh, he's really enjoyable to talk to. Honestly, I, I feel like he's, he's one guy who I listen to and I talk to and I'm like, man, you have lived 1 trillion more lives than I have. <laughs> and I want to hear everything about that. Wow. And maybe wow. I will, maybe I will on this, on this tour with him because yeah, it would be so, yeah, I would love to hear everything. I was gonna say you you you're going to because yeah. you're gonna be sitting next to him for like five I know. weeks. <laughs> I know. I mean, he was so sweet, man. He was like, he's like, that's Seriously, awesome. If you guys run into any problems, you come to me. Any problems, you come to me. And I was like, okay, whoa, Jesse, okay. <laughs> Is the other guy um, uh, Josh Home? Is that his name? Hmm. Is Hame? he in the band or no? Hame. What did whoa. we decide? We figured out how to say his name. Hame. I think it was Hame because it was sounded like homie. Yeah, yeah. Josh Hami. Yeah. He is not in the band right now. I think, but he yeah. was, wasn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think he was the drummer, or maybe he. I'm not even sure the history of why or how. Maybe they started it together. I know they. I know they go have known each other for a really long time. I think they have like like that circle like of Queens of the Stone Age and Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I confused the members in those two bands. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah. But Josh was in the band. Like there's yeah. For a bit, yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot of shots of just them too as like promo photos or whatever yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. Before so by the time it. this comes out, um, <laughs> we're recording this on Friday and this comes out on Tuesday, but you'll have already left. Isn't that weird? Right now we're talking to your future self. You're already <gasps> in Europe. I <laughs> or wait, will he be in? Oh yeah, 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 Sunday, yeah, right? right, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. I'll be in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'll left be, two days ago. I left two days ago, yeah. and I'll be in. I'll be heading to Amsterdam right now, or in Amsterdam. That sounds like a well, watch out. Ooh. Go eat the brownie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And then you're gone for like six weeks. Yeah, something like or like five weeks maybe. I think we yeah. fly back um, May seventeenth, I, I believe. You guys already did a little a little tour. Like this isn't your first one since the whole pandemic stuff, right? Did you do a, a tour already with Dead Sea? Yeah, we did. Well, we did one back in um, September when the record came out. And then we just did one in February with. Um, with Slash, we opened for Slash, who was oh yeah super cool. That, that their whole band, his whole band is awesome. Miles Kennedy is so such a nice, sweet, humble dude. Everybody in the band, we fell in love with Slash's um, sec main security or bodyguard, I guess you would say. But his name's Kimo. He's from Hawaii. He's he's like a just a huge, beautiful teddy bear who like. <laughs> is so awesome and just 
loved us and we loved him and he was so so cool yeah he's awesome he played football he's like he has like the hawaiian tribal tattoos all over his body he's like and oh he's such a sweet dude that's rad yeah yeah i love stuff like that like you know people think tour is one thing but it's the little (laughs) things like that that really it's what makes it yeah 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 like all, all the human connections you make with yeah with the people you meet and you're like, ah, so that's kind of what makes it great. No, that's right. It's so special. Yeah. It's cool. What kind of, I was just gonna say, what kind of feelings do you have pre-tour? Like excitement? Are you nervous about it? Do you look forward to just being away? Does it freak you out? Is it all the things? (laughs) I think it's all the things. I think it's all the things. I think it's all the things. I definitely, it's changed throughout I feel like it's, it changes the older I get. Um, but yeah, I get excited. I get a little nervous. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. And then, well, but I think once you play that first show, you're like, all right. And then it just becomes like a routine where you pull up, load in, wait, play, (laughs) load out, hotel, repeat. (laughs) But yeah, leading up to it. Um, yeah, I feel really. It's I'm excited for this one. Um, we just had. I feel like we used to like rehearse a lot, but since we kind of like this tour that we just did with Slash, we, I feel like we were pretty grooved in. And then we hired a new bass player for this run, Alyssa, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Davy, who's so awesome. She's so cool. She plays in a band called Stego, and which is like one of my favorite bands. Um, they're from they they're here based here in LA and she came in and she ripped it so hard I was like oh my god girl you hold the title for just <laughs> knowing it I like I was so like impressed I was like, this this is so rad and then we had one other rehearsal she crushed it sounding really good and then we have one more on Saturday before we before we leave wow that's good i was gonna say yeah you guys have definitely put your time in as far as like rehearsals go yeah you you and you feel that too you're like oh we're so locked in like we need we could just actually relax yeah take care of life before we get out of here exactly exactly yeah it's 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 nice it's nice to have it feel already kind of grooved in yeah. How do you get, I mean, do you take all your equipment over there? Like, how does that even work when you tour Europe? We take some, we take yeah. some, like just some stuff that we have to take, but we rent pretty much everything. Like I know we're renting a, a kit, a drum kit over there. We're renting some, maybe some amps. Do you um, take then, some cymbals with you or no? Yeah, I take, I take my cymbals and I'll take my snare, snare and cymbals. And then I have like an interface case for my computer and then like a my my little mixer case just like little stuff like that and then they bring their guitars of course and pedal boards and that's about it yeah yeah then you show up and rock it and then we show up and rock it <laughs> what uh where what what are some of your like some places you guys are going to that you're super stoked to cuz you i mean you're going to places you've never been to Right. Yeah. Have you guys been over there at all ever? Never. Just England. Never. Just just London. Just all oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the UK you've been. We've been to the UK. 
but not Europe though, which is no. totally freaking rad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. We've never been there. I which is which sounds so crazy. How I know. long we've been doing it this for? And we've <laughs> yeah. never we've never been there. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. Is your passport up to date? Could you imagine if it wasn't? That would freak me out. Oh my we'd God. have to we'd have to go down to the office again. Like, I know. Like, wait one. a minute. Wait. No, I think I got it renewed. I think it's it expires in twenty twenty seven. I think. Oh, there I you should go. look though. It yeah, might you, you know maybe dust it off. Give it yeah. A yeah. Maybe find oh, you know it. What? Find what? it before Sunday morning. <laughs> Dude, when I was bartending La Poubelle, yeah. I, there was a stint where I lost my wallet at home somewhere. So I carried around my passport everywhere and I was bartending and I, oh, sorry, my computer. Thank God. Could you imagine if my computer just died mid this? That would be so funny. <laughs> that would um, be funny. That would be hilarious. That would be really hilarious. <laughs> just ruin everything. Um, <laughs> um, and at the end of the night, I was like, where's my passport? I was looking for it. Where's my passport? Where's my passport? Where's my passport? I was like, look at everyone. I was like, did you guys see my passport? I'm like, no. And then I'm like, where is my passport? And I go and I'm just like, I just envisioned it was in the dumpster. Like the full on, <laughs> the, sorry, the full on dumpster. But it is. Um, the full on ting tong toy. <laughs> so I go to the dumpster and I go through the bags of trash and disgusting alcohol and everything and I open it up and I'm digging through it and it's at the bottom of this bag and I fucking oh I'm sorry and I flipping <laughs> find it and it's soaking wet and just who knows what oh my god and I was like wow I almost threw away my passport <laughs> wow. it was like it's just yeah Anyways, cool story, Sean. Yeah, great, great story, bro. Awesome. <laughs> Is that where you waste- found your passion? Hey, at the thanks bottom? for wasting time. <laughs> this was totally worth it, Jason. 77 yes. episodes to get oh the dumpster god. story. This is going to go viral. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I know. So dumb. Oh, man. Damn. No, it is a story, though. I mean, really? Like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> No, that's no, but seriously though, I mean that's that would have been I feel like that's you kind of, don't you get in trouble kind of if you if you lose something like that cuz I mean you know the way that they do it and you have to send it in I mean that's a huge federal documentation of yourself you know Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't shit I shoot I don't know if you I know that it's a pain yeah. in yeah. the butt if you lose it and have to renew it but there's a little I I there's like some life hacks on getting a passport. Oh, really? Yeah. That I found out recently. And it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a lot. Dark web. It's a, no, like <laughs> of getting a, of getting a real one made of official one made, like with, with a, a place that does it. But yeah. Oh, nice. I think we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. We're getting sidetracked. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, let's go back to the beginning. When did you first start? So you're the drummer in Dead Sarah. When did you first start playing drums? And was that always what you played? 
Yeah, I think, yeah, it was always what I played. I started, I guess I got my first drum set when I was 12 years old. I remember before that, I really wanted to drum, but I didn't have drums yet. And I was like, I want to, I want to drum, I want to drum, I want to drum. And then I, I just like life started taking a different course and I wasn't into that anymore. And then, and then for my 12th birthday, they, my mom and dad got, got me a drum set. They bought it off our like school friend named Matt. I forget his last name, Matt. And that um, the pearl drum set. Yeah. It's like a black oh pearl. And then, um, and I was so bummed. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know if I wanted one anymore. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted a drum set anymore. I remember being bummed, which is so funny. Um, and then I would, and then I put it in my room and I would play it here and there. And then I played it. And then like around six, 15, 16, I played in a punk band called the riots. And then, and then it kind of took a back seat for a long while and then night around 19 i was like doing it let's do this oh that's funny and then 19 was like i want to this is this is what i want to do again and then started kind of just doing it flat out yeah what were you doing jason during this time like were you ever i playing was the drums? watching him going look at this little idiot <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> well it's funny i guess i think the original um like spark of playing music obviously was our was fucking papi chulo was our dad yeah. um, bill friday bill fritagovich william mm -hmm. h friday mm -hmm. and and he had this electronic rolling drum pad and that's where i i started playing drum well actually geez when i when i was two this isn't about me i know but i'm trying to segue into Sean. No, i love it i love this this isn't up. about you this is about us <laughs> What about me, guys? Oh, and sorry, you. you're still I here, Pookie. I said us three. <laughs> um, so, you're so at two years old, there's a picture of me on a on my dad's lap on a real drum set, which I don't even remember that. That I don't remember. I remember Sean being born a year and a half later, but I don't remember a drum set before that. <laughs> um, but as we got older, he always had a studio and he had this electronic rolling drum pad and i i learned to play drums first just because i'm older and i was like oh my dad plays drums i want to play drums ah! <laughs> and, and then i got into guitar because i was like yeah whatever drums fine but sean i think stuck with the whole oh yeah i have that drum feeling and, yeah. and passion for it on and off and then finally at 19 as you <laughs> said everybody <laughs> have you guys ever played together no no, which is so stupid. I was kidding? just talking about this. Uh, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa, Alyssa Davy from like our, who's filling in for bass on this run from Sega. She, I told her, I was like, dude, she's like, do you have any, do you have any brothers? I'm like, or do you have any siblings? I was like, I got an older brother. He's a bass player. And I was like, we have never played music <laughs> together once. And she was like, what? Are you kidding me? How is that impossible? I was like, honestly, I don't even know. All I said, all I, I was like, just like had different circle of friends and kind of just did our own thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny that that even happened. I know. We didn't even <laughs> there's like... people, there's people that you're friends with now that I used to hang out with like 25 years ago. <laughs> right. Right. Like, like Joey, Joey, uh, Joey LaRocca. Yeah. 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 Like I, you know, I used to Zach and I used to roadie for ID Klein. Back, right. Literally. We were like 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys could have been the first high 
Dude, we could have been the first Jonies, <laughs> dude. Joni Bros, we'd be yeah. called the Fritaga Bishlas. I mean, come on, the Fridays. Yeah. The Fridays. Oh my God, yeah. you really missed that an opportunity. It's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> I was thinking like Van Halen vibe, but that's. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, no kidding. That would have been rad. Holy, yeah, I don't know. I think, like you said, though, it just kind of never worked out. Even uh, who was the old bass player that filled in? Mark, sweetest guy ever. Mark Wallach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dude, love grace, that guy. Christ, dude. But I was like, oh, that's cool, man. He's like, oh, do you play anything? I'm like, yeah, I play bass. And, and he's like, well, why am I playing bass in this band? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I. <laughs> Maybe because I've just always had, um, I've always had my own bands, even yeah. before Sean was in bands, and and maybe that's just him looking at me, going, "Why, why would he want to join my band when he has his own band?" I don't know. I didn't have an answer, and he's like, "Dude, this doesn't make any sense at all. What the hell am I doing here?" <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh my god, Mark's I know. Awesome. Yeah, he's so rad. I love that guy. He is great. And um. You also pr- helped produce, you produced and engineered the latest Dead Sarah album, right? Was I that did. new for you? It was very new for me. Very new experience and learning curve for sure. And it was a lot of a lot of work, but also it wasn't done like it was we did it very DIY, right? So like we did it in our own studio that we've had for ages, our our rehearsal studio. And we just uh Chris Morris from Warner Brothers, who's who signed us many years ago, and who's been our dog for a long time. He he hooked he like got you know they got the label to fund some like um, some uh, gear like a new interface and like a, a eight channel Apollo interface, which was really cool. And like oh some, whoa, you got yeah. an Apollo yeah hey. yeah it was really nice. Uh, and then some like mics a few mics um and then yeah and then i worked with noah who noah did the first two records did the the self-titled record the first one and then the um what's our second pleasure to meet you second record (laughs) um noah and so we started doing it together uh over i mean this was like right when lockdown happened so we were in the studio and we would like zoom uh not zoom but like facetime noah and uh we had like four songs in the bag like new exact like new structure new the parts everything so we just i we would record them and i would send him little roughs and he'd be like cool and then give notes like change this or try this and a lot of it laid heavily, I think, on like vocal stuff to like just get it right. And, yeah. you know, he had some notes there just to make it as, as, as milk, milk it for all it's worth instead of um, land, you know, land short from being from it being what it could be. But, um, but yeah, we, so we were doing that. We got like the first four done and then we we're like, cool, the, here's the second batch seven more songs and then noah fell into a really great opportunity for him that would kind of really kind of like career changing mm. and that he just couldn't pass up on so so then it kind of just landed in my lap to just do it all do the rest you know and of course i would i would still send him stuff we would we would still send him stuff 
sure. what he's what he's thinking. He would give notes or whatever. But yeah. um, but yeah, so that the last batch was yeah, I just I did it. And me and Emily spent a lot of time in the studio reworking songs and like really focusing on melody really heavily and and lyrics. And um I thought it was really cool. I felt like Emily really opened up a bit more and really came through with writing some great lyrics. Yeah, nice. Yeah. No, I would I would say so. I mean, it's such a great record and it is so different, but you also hear that which shows all this time that you're talking about that you guys put into and that she put into. Yeah. I really think it it shines like crazy. But also yeah. the fact that it landed in your lap only at one point. Yeah. Right. It's like, cool, how do I record? Uh, let me press the record button. Okay. Uh, la, la. Like, the like how much troubleshooting you probably had to do using plugins, yeah. levels, getting the levels, the frequencies. I mean, that's insane. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, like I will say in the end, I mean, it opened my eyes to how much a mixer of how important a mixer is and yes. could be because like, yeah, like I had my, I, we had our working roughs, like our working, our working rough mixes, like sure. reference mixes of like, this is how the art, this song, this is the vibe it is. And then, you know, send it off to a mixer and he does that, but better. But like, yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like when you record drums, drums don't sound cool or no. good <laughs> at all. I mean, you could, you could like, and like, a, you know, like I've been to like really nice studios or whatever, where the, the producer engineer is like, you know, they're working and they, they're working on like a Neve board and have all this cool outboard gear. And like the, just the, they get like these drum tones just out of the, out of the, just right out of the gate sounding like, whoa, like without <laughs> any much on it. Yeah. Yeah. There's those guys too, or like really amazing engineers that just right out of the gate makes stuff sound great but like yeah when you record drums mm -hmm. and you just hear it back dry you're like this sounds awful you hear the squeak of the pedal going <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. but like and then you just start to you start to mix it and start to gate stuff and start to separate stuff and yeah really go in and and then you bring it to life but I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's a really amazing mixing is everything. I mean, of course you, you have to be able to record stuff correctly and not, not crappy. Yeah. Well, it must make you appreciate, um, you know, artists back in the day who just recorded live. Oh my God. It, and like it, I, it, yeah, for real, like I'll hear some certain tones and I'm just like, that is impossible. Yeah. You can't do that. I can't, I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to get a like a snare and those toms to sound that way. What? How do you even yeah. do that? No, it's that's so, the magic. Yeah. I know. It's really cool. Of, yeah. It's really cool. Not just knowledge, but like your ear. Well, that's also yeah. why, you know, Sean, you they were Dead Sir was looking for a mixer. And I was like, oh my God, the first mm. person that came to my mind was Bo Bruchel, our 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 producer for our yeah. last record, Rival Ties last record. And I knew that he would do something good because I remember watching him mix in front of us. Yeah. And his ear was too precise. He said that his silent uh, G6 computer fan from his Mac was too loud. Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, so I'm like, I don't even hear anything. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. He, he, yeah, I know. So he could like really dial in that and and just and just knows exactly what to do. Kind of like the dudes from back in the day. You're yeah. like, how did how did you do that? Which yeah. especially back then though, how did they do that? That's impossible. I know. I know. <laughs> now there's so much technology and and you know. Yeah, but. it's true. So, I mean, stuff. It's all changed to like there was just a certain way to record back then, and some sure. those people would be like, like you listen to those like old bottom tracks with Zeppelin and you're like, how do you get those drums to sound like that? That is so sick. So um, huge. Yeah. Do you know, do you know Eric Valentine? He is the producer. He's a producer and engineer. He's like an absolute wizard maniac who recorded, he produced the big third eye blind record. Oh yeah. He produced the Queens of the stone age songs for the deaf record. Wow. Um, he's done millions of things. I mean, he's done so many things. But yeah. we went to his studio before before we recorded um, Pleasure to Meet You to meet him. And he, we like, he showed us around his studio and he, he had this, he had his drum room and we were tracking like this whole big room. And he had, he made like an umbrella thing that was over the drum set that rate that he could raise up and down. And then he was like, yeah. And then we went into the controller. He's like, check this out. You know, you guys like Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, like the Bonham sound. I'm like, yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah, I've been really working on like trying to, you know, um, replicate that drum sound. And, uh, he's like, check this out. And he pressed play and, um, he's a drummer too. So he's a really good drummer. And he played just like a Bonham part. I forget what song it was. And I was like, dude, this, you, you, you did it. You found, you, you figured it out. That's so cool. Oh, it was really amazing. I was like, wow, you nailed it so hard. Like it was so cool to hear. I was blown away. Wow. That dude created, I think a board oh. that, that has the material on it is non-reflective to sound. Oh my God. Cause he, cause he, I, I, could, I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he would like hear the sound reflect off the board that he's mixing on. Wow. And he's like, oh, that's that we got to fix this. So he like wow. figured out a, a material that he puts on the board that is non-reflective to sound. Or I think so. Like, I was like, how would you even hear that? What are you talking about? That's what I'm talking about. They hear they hear the the spirits of sound, mm-hmm. <laughs> where most people are like, "Yeah, you're crazy, dude. What do you mean yeah. you hear that?" <laughs> I know. Now, he, why do you think? Uh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna show you a little snippet of something that I learned from him. I watch his YouTube channel. It's called Making Records with Eric Valentine, and he oh. taught me a two mic setup on a drum on a drum set, and. Um, I could never do it again, but I did it. I watched the video and I, I tried it and I was like, wow, I kind of did it. But listen to this really quick. If it'll come through. Okay. What were you going to say, Julie? How do you think, like, why did John Bonham have such a sound? Was it like, a, wasn't like a technology back then? Was well, it- no, I think actually, clearly it's his playing. Yeah. Like, I remember back in the day, they're like, I want my drums to sound like John Bonham. And Noah was like, cool, get John Bonham to play. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. Um, 
that's I feel like that's like a that's been said so many times in studios or whatever. Oh cool. yeah. yeah, Sean Bond would play, but um, I think it was the way he played. I think it was he tuned his drums. They were so open. They were yeah. such open tuned. So like there was there was no muffle or anything. It was just like an open tuning, like lots of ring. His big bass drum was like I don't even know if anything was in it. I don't even know if there was ever a hole in it in the in the resonant side. It was just solid head with no hole. And I think it was the way he tuned his drums and the way he played them and then the way they mic'd it, the way they mic'd it and, you know, using room mics that made it sound so bombastic. And yeah. And you could probably do that again. Eric Valentine talks about it, like open tuning of drums. He like, there's a video called drum dressing, recording and drum dressing, like drum tuning and drum dressing, like how you dress the drums to whatever, like dampen it or whatever. And he just like talks about open tuning where he too, like he takes the toms. He said, cool, you have the rack tom. And you tune the top head to this note and you tune the bottom head to this note and it creates a note. <laughs> and then you, and then, yeah. And then you take the floor tom and you tune the, you know, and then they, they're more like in tune with each other and wow. it's just an open no 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 moon gels no like dampening no anything and it's just open tuning and then the same with the kick um and i'm like wow that is so crazy that's that so interesting crazy. and rad yeah um i feel like i'm getting off maybe i'm getting off topic but i didn't know anything about i don't know much about drums and tuning and how you yeah. record with them so it's very interesting yeah i feel like tuning is very i mean tuning is so damn important if you want to have a really good recording. I didn't yeah. know you could tune a drum to a note. I know. I mean, I was, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously when you hit a drum, it's like, gong, and that's a, yeah. that's a freaking note, but like you top head to one note, bottom head to another. And it creates, it's like an interval that, that creates a, another note. And I don't even know the, what it is, but he, he knows it. Yeah. But not only that, then another tom that can coexist with both of those notes from yeah. the previous tom yeah. on the top and the bottom. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? And it's like and and, you have and, a chord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like he's talking about how like cool, if you're recording drums to a song, you want the drums to be in harmony with the key of the song. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. So you're like you re like if I don't know if the, if the song's in E major, you would you would record you would tune the toms to not E major, but like something that's in harmony with that. And then with the, that, yeah. yeah. And wow. then it's, and then tuning the snare to, wow. to maybe the key. Like, so it's, just, I don't know. I, I was like, wow, that's super interesting, super cool. And I, I tried doing it a little bit. I don't, I feel like I failed, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll think about that though. If, if that's just the drums, by the way, the vocals have to exist and not, not like crash into those notes of the drums sure. along with the bass, the guitar, yeah. and then all the harmonies. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's literally endless octaves of notes, but yeah. that's insane. I know. Yeah. Holy, I need to I watch know. these videos. I want to show Greg these. That's dude. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send them to you. They're really cool. Holy. A big, a big game changer for me uh, that I learned from Noah was phase was things out of phase, especially low end. Right. And, bass being out of phase and kick drum and stuff on the drums being out of phase that you you don't realize like if you don't have an ear for it and you don't know you will just start boosting stuff to make it you know you'll start boosting low end in areas that you don't actually need to where if you yeah. just flip the phase on something you you go through it you have to find if you just flip the phase all of a sudden 
oh my God, there's the low end. Crazy. Right. Like, like the actual frequency of what you're trying to find. Yes. Yeah. And that cuts That's through. And, yeah. That like, is totally nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Like if, <clears throat> yeah, like sometimes you'll have a kick drum going in the bass and they might be out of phase with each other. And so you're just like trying to boost the kick drum, like make it punch. But really all you need to do is press a button, just phase. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, there's the low end. It sounds so good now. Oh my God. That was like a big game changer. Like high pass filter was such a game changer on like guitar and getting rid of that like low end muddiness. That like yeah. just leave it to the bass and the kick to have the low end. Right. Don't, don't, you know, like, of course, unless you're shaping guitar tones, that's like, you want really beefy and, and gnarly, but like it just, every start, everything starts to get muddy. Yeah. But that, that, that was a big game changer for me from learning from Noah. Sure. No, yeah. that's so, that's so freaking rad, man. And he knows yeah. so much too. He's a, he is a wizard. He, yeah. Noah is such a wizard. He knows so much. He's so talented. He's so good. Yeah. He, he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he's he's been for sure my mentor for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No um, can you tell us tell us how your solo project Bitch Camp came about? Yeah. Wow. Bitch. Cool. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I so I was I had just moved out of the Hollywood Tower on Franklin. Um and I moved in with one of my best friends, Kane Rashad, who's it who's amazing. As you would, as you know, Jason, he's an amazing yeah. drummer. But yeah. not only an amazing drummer, he's become just an amazing songwriter, guitar player, and vocalist. I was going to say vocals, man. He yeah, he's murders. Yeah, Holy he's it's shit. so insane. And him and um, Malcolm, Malcolm's also an amazing uh, songwriter and singer. His voice is amazing. And they started a project called More. But anyways, before this. I moved in with Kane and um, Kane started showing me music that he was making of his own. And I was so blown away. I was like, dude, what the hell? I, I, how did, I had no idea you did this. This is unbelievable. Like the songs are unbelievably great. He's like, oh man, thanks. Cool, cool. And I just started, he just like, I've, I'm so grateful for that moment, that year I lived with him because he really like cracked something open for me that i that I couldn't reach, that I wasn't reaching or couldn't really reach, or I didn't know I even was capable of, or I had of this creative outlet of like me being able to write my own music. And he just like cracks that open for me. And I just started like writing. And then I remember me, Emily and Susie, we were working on the, the EP. What's, what was the EP called? Why am I going blank on it? It was called um, Temporary Things. Yes take taking up space is that no, no. yeah something like is that, that. What it's called why am i going blank on it oh my god temporary things taking up place oh yeah taking up space i think that's what it's called what the fudge dude are you googling um, yourself uh yeah why am i i don't know why that sounds like is that right but greg anyways bought the vinyl of it so i know he would know greg are you there greg please <laughs> phone a friend phone a friend phone a friend he yeah, temporary things taking up space. 2018. We were we were writing that, and we were in a studio in Studio City, kind of finishing writing it. And I remember one night we were just there vibing all day. We were there for like a month, just me and the girls, just trying to finish writing and and recording some demos. And then one night the girls left, and I was just there chilling, and I just started writing um, "Gold." Oh yeah, that song nice. "Gold." Oh, yeah. 
I started making like a little loop, drum loop, and then started playing guitar, started singing. And that original, that I just sang it there. And it was like the fastest thing. I mean, it's not, it's not some deep song. Like <laughs> it just is what it is. It's like a little punk yeah. adolescent song, but like it was the fastest thing I had ever done. Yeah. I didn't even, it just came out and I didn't even write down the lyrics ever. Actually. I just pressed record sang. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Press record again, sang. I kept like cut, like punching in and, and then just whatever came out kind of just came. And yeah, that was like the first thing before it was even called bitch camp. It was just me writing my own music. And I was like, Whoa, I really, this is cool. Like, this is cool. This feels really weird and strange and exciting and cool. And I'm kind of like proud that I, could make my own song um (laughs) and then that song just sat for for years i mean that was like probably 2017 when i made that or 2018 when i made that song in its original form and then like the demo form but i kept the original vocals on it and sometimes when i listen to it i cringe like oh maybe i (laughs) maybe i should have done them done them again but i think that's kind of maybe a a magic to it or an excitement that i didn't redo the vocals and i just i just left them kind of shitty did they sound like this i said it <laughs> That's so sick. That's so well, awesome. I love stories. We were watching um a Tom Petty's recent documentary on making wildflowers. And he yeah. he had a story about he just went in the studio and wrote wildflowers like in one take. And he's like, and I didn't change anything after that. Like, that's pretty, like, that's, that's so neat that it just like comes out. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. It, so it's nice. that's really, it's so special. It's super cool when that when that happens when it's just like something magical like that it just that happens it just comes out and you're like whoa that was the yeah. easiest shortest most amazing song I've ever written and it took <laughs> ten minutes or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. damn so yeah. what's up you're going on tour with Dead Sarah you've got Bitch Camp what's it? so Bitch Camp's what's happening with that what's your hopes for Bitch Camp gonna do more songs I'd say like I'm trying to. Yeah, for sure. Do more songs. I definitely already have more songs. I need to finish them. They're all, I have have a lot of demos. I'm trying to overcome that fear of like doing that. And I don't know, right now I'm like, the world's my oyster. Do everything. Do fucking everything, Sean. Why am I going to be a little bitch and live in fear and not like do everything? Do everything. That's right. Play with everybody, fucking collaborate with awesome people, learn, be, surround yourself with people who are way better than you. Preach and, it. And be, that's, that's and, why you're on the podcast right now. Yeah. I was hanging out with, I was, I was in January, I was hanging out with obviously my childhood best friend, Sonny. Yeah. AKA Skrillex. Kids. AKA Skrill. Yo, uh, dude, and, that bass. And, and he, and he was like, Sean, what, what do you want to be? what do you want to be like? Honestly, like, what do you, what do you want to be like? We were talking, it was, it was more like we were talking about music and stuff. And he was like, what, what, what do you want to be? And I was like, dude, I want to be, um, I just want to be a great songwriter, like a really great songwriter. He's like, cool. Who's your favorite songwriter? And just, uh, or like, who's your favorite songwriters? And I was just like, uh, 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 well, I, I like Adele. 
And I just said, I just said like Adele really fast. And he's like, Adele? Uh, okay, so what's your favorite Adele song? I was like, honestly, I don't know. And he's like, did you just kind of say that because you didn't have an answer and you just like liked, uh, you like some Adele songs? I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. He's like, cool. Okay, well then forget Adele. He's like, Sean, what you really, what you're really saying you want to be is a student, dude. You want to be a student. You don't want to be a great songwriter. You want to be a student right now because that's being, that's what, it, that's what you need to be first before you're a great songwriter. I was like, damn, I, that's so true. I do want to be a student. That's actually what I need to be right now as a flipping student and learn and watch people and how they songwrite. And it's like, damn, that was kind of cool. So that like made me think differently about jumping too far. Like, I want to be a great songwriter. Okay, cool. You want to be I a also would, I would yeah. think a big part is, well, you just got to keep writing songs. It's like with any yes. writing at all. Well, you just got to keep writing. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I feel. I feel like just that is being a student as well. Yeah. yeah. Like you're like, it's like homework. Sure. You know, like you learn new things or like you're like, oh, well, oh, that song does that. Oh, that's interesting how that he did that. And then like, yeah, you, you do that. Is there a hum all of a sudden? Oh my God, there's a guitar. Oh my God, hold on. Let me mute this. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's hilarious. What is that? It's a guitar. Where is it coming from? Unbelievable. <laughs> It's like, what is that hum? Yeah. Um, yeah, yes. Well, it is wild. We were even listening to, um, it was like a Paul McCartney song. Was it yeah. hey, Baby, I'm Amazed? The song that like, it totally, cha- like it becomes a completely different song. You're just like, was that the song, Jason? No, it was. Um, um, or no, it was it was a Wings song. It was a Wings song. It was but like anyway, one of the it's biggest the one that like yeah. goes into a totally different song, and it's just like it's like my four God, times. Is like two yeah. songs. <laughs> like it just keeps changing. Yeah, <laughs> Wings is so crazy and awesome. Have you ever heard the song "Arrow Through Me"? I don't think so. Ooh, Maybe. baby, <laughs> couldn't have done a to me. I didn't take an arrow and drive it right through me. You know that song? No, it's I don't. such a it's such an oddball wing song, but it's so sexy and R and B, and it's so. Dope. And then there's like the section where it's like a horns come. It's like it's like a weird time signature, like they overlap. But oh, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. You have to listen to it. So. They did too much Sorry. drugs. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. They were all over the places in some of their songs. You're just like, what? What is yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but I dig that. I mean, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's cool, especially right. the part where it goes ding, ding, ding. We are ding, at the part of the program um, <laughs> where it's five o'clock somewhere. We ask you five quick questions just to get to know you even more better. Wow, sick, more better. Yes, uh, Sean Friday, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, question number one. You seem sensitive. What's the last thing that made? <laughs> What's the last thing that made you cry besides having to set up this podcast interview? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you crying last... right now? I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. I seem sensitive. What was the last thing? That well, made I know you cry? are sensitive. I think you yeah. are very sensitive. I am very sensitive to a goddamn fault. <laughs> uh, um, um, What's the last thing that made me cry? Um, the last Good thing. Good or bad. That, yeah, the last thing that made me cry was earlier this week. I watched a video, and I was also really tired. And I, when I'm also really tired, I'm extra emotional. I think like when you have lack of sleep. But um, I watched this video, and it was 
this guy coming up to this other guy who was like a worker. He was like working on the street doing something. And this guy comes over and he's filming. He goes, hey man, um, I, 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 I ran out of gas. I have no money. Can you, would you be able to spot me like 20 bucks for anything you got? I just need to get, I just need to get my car filled up. And the guy was like, I think asked questions like, oh, wow. I mean, you ran out of gas. Like, don't, you don't have any money. He's like, no, nah, man, I don't, man. I know it's crazy. But the guy was like, okay, man. Like, and then started getting out money and like was giving it to the guy. And the guy was like, hey, man. So I'm doing this thing where the first person who gives me money, like who, who lends me a hand, and gives me money to fill up on gas. I, I gift. I, I gift the first person who does that a thousand dollars, and and you're you're the first person who who did it. And the guy was like, "Are you serious, man?" And he started crying. It was so genuine and emotional. Where he's like, "Are you serious?" Man? Like, I, I have this thing I have to fix, and now I can fix it because you just gave me thousand dollars. It was so. I'm telling it really shitty, but it was so beautiful, and it made me cry like a little bee. That's very sweet. Yeah, and that, that was the last. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. I cried a lot before that, <laughs> but that was the last oh, thing oh. I cried about. That was the last thing I cried about. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, next question. Okay, question number two. <laughs> question two. What is more frightening to you, Brotherhood of Justice, replying to a text in a timely manner, B, having to be somewhere on time, or C, the idea of working a nine-to-five job? <laughs> Dang. You have to repeat that? What's yeah, more repeat frightening? It. Yeah, what's more frightening? More frightening. A, replying to a text in a timely manner. B, having to be somewhere on time. C, the idea of working a nine to five job. <laughs> I mean, definitely it, working a nine to five job, but <laughs> I was going to say uh, being somewhere on time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought too. Oh, that's right. But um, what baby? Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number three. What artist do you think had the most effect on you? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, bye. Just throughout my life? Or like now? Uh, you answer it any way you'd like. Cool. Is it Adele? <laughs> it's Adele. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adele. It is. Hello. <laughs> Oh my god, I immediately was going to Lionel Richie and I was like, oh right, she does have a song that says hello. That's so funny. Um, dude, I really credit a lot of my inspiration to friends, to my friends who are so talented, who inspire who me so much. Who are often famous. Who are, yeah, yeah, no, or, or not, or not. Like, or not, yeah. you know, Sonny, Sonny has been such an inspiration to me and a push to me, yeah. Kane. You know, ever, everybody. But I don't know. I who are some of the most inspirational? I think there was like, I don't know. Why I keep thinking of like Nirvana. I just was such a huge Nirvana fan. At least on the the <clears throat> record, never mind. Yeah. I remember that having such. I mean, I know why you keep thinking of that because that was a pretty unique record and band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. That changed a but lot. For of you guys, shit. weren't yeah. you like one when that album came out? <laughs> We were like, most? I think that album came out in 94. Is that right? Did it come out in 94? Or was it before that? Boy, I thought I was going to say, I was going to say 91. I think it was more around 90. Yeah. It's It was 91, September 24th. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Okay, six. So I was like. Half a year old. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like five. Yeah. 
It's like five, right? Yeah, it was five. Yeah. I remember getting, <clears throat> I remember getting that cassette tape in my Easter basket. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I wanted it so bad. Mom, mom got that tape, cassette tape. I still have it. I think. Do you? Oh my God. That's maybe so I rad. don't. Maybe that's one that I don't. I think I have the case still, but maybe the tape. I don't know. I think I do. But yeah, I remember listening to that every goddamn day, the whole thing. Yeah, it was so but, good. But yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I suck at this answer because I feel like there's so many people who are like, oh, the Beatles. They, I listen, you know, or like they were like someone that really they that just shaped their who they are as a musician. Sure. I'm like, damn, I don't. Who I would like you I say, suck. Jason, for yourself? Like for me, Tom Petty, he was like the reason I bought a guitar. See, fucking there you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I mean, like, because he's like the first artist I got interest really interested in. But I also became like obsessed. Yeah. With artists like I was a Tom Petty psycho and then I was yeah. a Bono psycho. And now yeah. yeah i would say on my own without having anybody else's influence probably chris rowe from the ataris because oh wow he yeah he just his songwriting and his passion and you heard it in his in his vocals and his lyrics um and i was really into that style of music too at the time which was this yeah. was probably like 98 maybe mm-hmm. um 97 98 and and i mean there was just something that was so special and you know they were inspired by jawbreaker who i wasn't like sure they were i became a fan of theirs later um which i should have been a fan of theirs first probably because <laughs> they were around but yeah i would say the ataris chris rowe he something I think that makes sense i remember you you loved the ataris so much yeah that really did shape kind of your beginning of songwriting and music making i remember yeah. that yeah, that's cool. that was the last time I cried. Not the time. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, uh, we're moving yeah. on to question number four. Okay. You can only have one of these for the rest of your life, Shanice. A drum kit, an iPhone, or a Jersey Mike sub. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Okay. Ooh, baby. Um... Jeez, an iPhone. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say a drum. I would say a drum kit for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, last question. Um, in it's five o'clock somewhere. Number five. Everyone leaves a mark on this world. Sean Friday. What do you hope your mark will be? Man, two. Mm. Hmm. I don't know what my mark will be, but. I would love to be remembered as, or just having a really, I don't know, positive effect on everybody I've ever met. And to be remembered and with a really freaking warm, loving feeling of like, oh man, Sean, remember Sean? God damn. (laughs) That dude loved me so much yeah it was so full of love and like just have just make people release you know have that release where they i just they feel better you know they're happier yeah i mean i think you've already done that and i think you'll continue to do that yeah that's cool well i think that's i think that's all i care about and i doing that through music is cool like when i 
do that through music and people are like, man, you make me feel fucking like I'm in high school again. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's all I want to make you feel. It's like, I, it's the most, it, it's, it's such a cool feeling, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, I just it's want you to feel good. Yeah, yeah, it's all whatever. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, that's the wrap up for it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, Sean Friday uh, from Dead Sarah. Also, Bitch Camp. Also, Dude. the Friday Family with uh, Jason. That's right. Thanks for having me, guys. It's really that was really fun. That was really sweet. Thank you yeah. for you Thanks know for making it. We had a goal. Yeah. Well, finally, we episode it. seventy-seven. We did it, Dude, guys. I like that. The year of punk rock, too. I was just gonna say it is seventies. <laughs> so, so that's pretty sick. Yeah, that is sick. Yeah. Before you go, though, I do want to play uh, "I've Been" from Bitch Camp. Do you want to tell us about writing it? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that was a, <laughs> my sister Jeannie. My sister Jeannie would like to know the lyrics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lyrics. Um, that was a song. So I had gotten hired to play with Mondo Cosmo, who's, by the way, whose birthday it is today, Josh uh, from oh. Mondo Cosmo. Um, it's his birthday today. So shout out to that brother. He, I love him so much. He's freaking one of my best buds. Anyways, I, I, he got, I hired, he got, he hired me to play drums for L- uh, Lollapalooza. Um, which is such, which was such, so rad. And I was so, super yeah. grateful to have been able to play on the main stage at, at all But I got back home and I wrote that song with Mina, actually Alicia and I started messing around with that song. We were writing the song and it was a totally different melody and lyrics. And then I started to build the song a little bit more in the studio. And then I was just getting fed up with trying to write melodies and lyrics that I just was like, forget this. I just pressed record and just kind of like riffed. I didn't even write anything down and I just kind of riffed. That's why it's like you listening. It's kind of like silly. Like, Oh my God, we met so many people. There were so many people telling stories and you should have been there, man. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, yeah, I just felt like I was so spending so much time living in my head and how sometimes relationships, you feel like the loving, the love is, is gone and it's maybe toxic or whatever, but and you like should make, you should like get rid of that or, or move on or something. And, but you kind of stick yourself and you, you could be moving on, but you'd rather not. And that, that, that's like the chorus where like, it's like the verse is like, man, I've met so many amazing people and they have so much to say. And so I have so much to learn from them. And it was so beautiful. And you should have been there if you, if, if you weren't, you fucking missed out. God damn it. And then moving into the course, it was like, man, you're living in your head. Hey, you're living in your head. You must be tired. Hard to think about that. The loving is gone. You could be moving on. Oh, nice. Um, Dude, that's and, so then, good. and then, but and then, and then, yeah, that, that, but I think, but I, but and that, that lyric is, but I'd rather not, but I'd rather not. Like you're, you're making yourself, making yourself stay instead of just being free and moving on or whatever. Like it's kind of, I was kind of like talking to myself, but I'd rather not. And then, yeah, the second verse is just like, I'm going to spend no more time with bullshit people, whoever that is. I don't, there wasn't like a specific entity or person it was just like fuck i felt like i don't know i'm gonna spend no more time with bullshit people fucking yeah. damn and then um yeah i forget the lyrics after that but <laughs> <laughs> all right well, we're gonna play the song right now it's bitch camp i've been 
on the Cause I Have To podcast. Yeah. We're living your dream is the only option. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we'll have the after pod, I guess, after this. Sick. All right. Thanks again. fun tour and uh we'll have to check in with you again absolutely uh, post tour and with new music love you you guys love you i love Love you too okay (laughs) (laughs) well here we are the after pod where we talk about our guest after they leave the room that was your brother sean friday 
aka Shanice, which I didn't even talk about. Oh, people, but you call him people, Shanice. Shanice, yeah. People, Why do you uh, call him that? I call him that because of Kenny Loggins' Live in the Redwood Forest uh, <laughs> album from 94. He, he literally invited Shanice on stage. He was like, ladies and gentlemen, Shanice. So I was like, Shanice, that sounds like Sean. That sounds like my brother. So I was like, Shanice, Shanice. And I started calling him Shanice because of Kenny Loggins. Oh, that's really funny. I know. What, what, does he have a nickname for you? Shanice. I think he says J-Seed. J-Seed? Hmm. J-Seed, J-Seed. And it might be because of the Shanice thing. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know you were saying that you could talk for hours with your brother, but I thought, you know, an hour is probably good for the podcast. <laughs> we got well, to a lot of good parts. I loved, you know, really people who inspired him at certain points. Yeah. He learned so much about engineering and producing. That is Crazy. confusing. I know it is. It's totally nuts. I mean, people who are pros at doing that stuff are still learning because new things are always yeah. happening and changing and coming out and available. Yeah, it's nuts. I was excited that I learned how to get rid of background noise. I know. (laughs) But did you notice how he mentioned, oh my God. um, High, the high frequency. Yeah. High and low. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I was going to say, well, that's funny. He mentioned that because for people like for podcasts, people use both high and low. uh, Well, I learned uh, just doing voiceover from um, a sound guy that you can't get rid of, especially, I mean, we live in a very old building. You can't get rid of the sound, even if you're, I mean, unless you're in a completely soundproofed room, which I'm in a vocal booth, but it's not soundproof. Anyway, he said there's these noises that you don't even necessarily hear that are just in the building. Like your electricity makes a noise that maybe isn't even heard to the human ear normally, unless you're that one engineer. But anyway, they have these filters now. High frequency filters that oh, just high pass take, filter, low pass yeah, filter. that That's takes right. out just weird atmospheric yeah. noise from your vocals, and I mean that's just you know a talking vocal. You know, it's, it, yeah. it must get so insane when you really become an engineer. Yeah, it is, which is why mixers are really people don't think about them, or they or they're just like oh yeah whatever you mixed it who cares? No, yeah, they are special individuals. And the most important, one of the most co- important components of getting Oh, you know what I wanted sound. to show? Um, and I guess we should have done this with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play a clip of my original piano part. Oh, Maybe yeah. we played this once. So for the Cause I Have To theme song, the clip of my original, I just went to the piano and played the little uh, melody. And then yeah. I, so I'll play that right here. And then I gave that to Sean, and then this is what he came back with. So that's pretty incredible that you could take something so basic 
and yeah. make it make it into something really cool. Yeah, yeah, basic. Yeah, basic. I mean, we have um, so many. You and I have so many songs that we just like joke around and play with, but we never sit down and write them, which we should, Mister Friday. We should. I know. Hey, if Shanice is doing it, so can we. That's right. Yeah, we got to have him back because one, I just love talking to my brother because I don't enough. My brother. <laughs> and my brother. And two, um, he's he's always doing something uh, that's new or unique or different. And, you know, he'll he'll be we'll get him on in less time than another 77 uh, episodes. <laughs> but but um, yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing, though. It could have been a two-part. It could have been a three-part. There's so much to talk about. There's so many experiences, even just between him and me, let alone him. Yeah. yeah. I thought we got to some fun. good points. Some good we points did, yeah. Of his passions, his interest yeah. in music, his study, even that conversation with him and Sonny. Yeah. A lot of good stuff came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was good. It was real nice. I enjoyed it. And so did he. Shadis. Um, I think that's, I think, uh, I think we wrapped another good pod. You know, it was. It was a great pod. I had fun. I know you had fun. You yeah, learned. You I learned. there were some things you learned. You know, uh, I've recently learned that learnt is a word. <laughs> and I guess I don't know if it's people in Canada or the UK, but when I saw yeah. people writing online using the word learnt, I thought, Oh, well, these poor people are idiots. They don't know the English language. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, that's actually a word. Isn't that weird? You can go your whole life and think people would say, Oh, I learned that. I learned yeah. that. It's, it sounds so street. Like, yeah, that's when I learned that. You're just like, well, excuse me? <laughs> it's actually the, it's, it's people use it and it's correct. Learned. It's proper, but it's not, it's never used. And, well, that's why I say, it, I think it's Canada, UK. It's not, yeah. I don't think it's US. It's not American English. No, yeah. correct. So we learned a lot from Sean. <laughs> we are learned nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I like to learn n- all right. Okay. Well, that was episode 77. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, until next time. Till next time. Thank you. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Share it with your friends on your socials and also leave us a great iTunes review. Just Google Cuz I Have To podcast iTunes. Go to the bottom of the page and there's your review section. Make it good, will ya? Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast and email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cuz I Have To podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash cause I have to. Keep living those dreams, friends, cause you have to. Till next time.